Hello and welcome back to the fourth edition of the Duff Hook Golf Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm here again with Anthony and John. How are you, lads? Good, uh, you, uh, you had a good weekend? You played a bit of golf? We did indeed, yeah. You obviously watched, uh, we'll obviously get into the, the USPGA, the big event of the weekend, and uh, did you watch a lot of it? Oh. Yeah, a lot over the weekend. Yeah? Yeah, I watched a lot of it, but then I turned off when I should have stayed on. Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. I think we've been away for a couple of weeks, so I wanted to start with a bit of kind of, you know, quick fire news round maybe. Um, first one that sticks out to me is the decision by... The U-turn decision by Rory McIlroy to now be up for the Olympics and to represent Ireland. Let's go, Rory! What do you guys think? Debbie, I think that's good. I think that's a good. Well, it's good for us. We might have a chance of a medal. But oh, I don't know. Well, he, he's one of the, he's one of the top four golfers in the world. I guarantee he'll be there thereabouts. So. Yeah. You obviously um, you're not convinced, John. Do we want him? Why would, you, do. why would you not want him? Do we want him? I don't know. Do we want him? He's he he referenced rugby and the the like of you know the Ulster uh, the four provinces. Yeah, but what about like Godzilla? He might be afraid of major flies or major things over there. He might go again this time. He was afraid of a few flies the last time. So <laughs> that's uh, true. The, the Zika virus took him took him out. Um, if a mosquito can knock him off his track, you know. Do we want him? I don't know. Oh, yes, why why do. would you not want him? I, I don't understand that. Like last week, last time we had Harrington, who was forty five at the time, and we had Seamus Power, yeah. who we've said on this podcast before, he can't finish his dinner. So, uh, like, so uh, right now we are looking at McElroy and Lowry. Yeah, great partnership. It's not partners; it's a singles. Yeah, yeah, no, but still, it's a good team going over. At least one of them can finish their dinner anyway. So, well, it'll be Lowry anyway. Um, no, I think it's I think it's good. I think <laughs> dinner your dinner as well. <laughs> Um, I think it's good. Like I, I get pissed off when you hear about all that nonsense about uh, Catholic Protestant stuff. Like I think, fairness to him, he, he took it. He takes a lot of shit about that, and then at least now he's kind of just put, put this, put it down nice and early, saying, "Look, he's going to go there. Guarantee he's going to win us the medal." I, days. I heard a theory um, that Nike are convincing him to do it because on the same day that he announced that he was going to play for Ireland, Tiger announced that he would. Consider consider representing the States and that he would like to, you know, play in the Olympics before he finished his career. Theory on on Twitter was that this that Nike are heavily influencing their players. Well like, oh, let's be honest here, like he's probably doing it for a reason, right? generally financial. So not, lo- not for the love of the green wine gold, you don't think? No, no. I don't think so. He probably wants to do it for, for himself to say at the end of the career. He's probably starting to think, Jesus, if I can turn around and say I won Olympic gold. I prefer to be an amateur uh, event for, for the Olympics for golf. Like the format, it's not going to... It's not going to... Yeah, but I can so. understand when people say, yeah, it's, it's good for the game of his amateurs, but it just doesn't get the excitement up. Like, if... The, rank, the, the reason it got back in the Olympics is because they said to the Olympics, yeah, that will get some of the big names to come. Like, there's no point in putting it in and then off campaigning for them to be back in the Olympics and they're back in the Olympics having like the lads from the island going over there to play or a lad from Luton Golf Club going over representing Ireland like you want you want the likes of McElroy and to grow the game I suppose it Stenson, makes sense. and you want these lads competing 
Uh, like, speaking would you, of, would you, sorry, would you watch it if it was top amateurs? Yeah, yeah. Johnny, would you? No. no. So I think that's speaking that's, of speaking of growing the game and stuff that Johnny probably won't watch. Um, Niall Horan uh, with his modest golf management company announced a uh, interesting event later on in the year in Ireland, a, a a mix of ladies and men's events, challenge tour men, so the second tier men, and the top tier European ladies. Any thoughts on that? I don't, I don't, I think it'd be nonsense to be honest. Why? I, they did it with the British Masters last year when they had the women, women. It was the golf sixes, it was. It's just, that, I know that's a different format, but I just, yeah. I think you either, you either have, I, I just think you have the normal format, like, that's trying all these different. Why, do you not think that the women deserve a chance? They can play, yeah, no problem. They should play down the road somewhere, play at a different. It's not on your courses. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about professional game. So they shouldn't be professional. No, like I guess what, I get what you're saying is in that like they play off different tees. The course is shorter, so like, what is the attraction to having a mixed event? Is that what I, you're trying I, to say? Yeah, I just don't think from a marketing point of view, like I don't think it'd be hugely. I think I think it would be good to see them play off the same tees in the same tournament. Right, that would be good to see. I don't know if you remember years and years and years ago, Michelle, we had a goal at. Well, I remember even further back, so Annika Sorensen had a go at it, and she should have made the cut. I remember watching the tournament. She missed it by one, didn't it? And the thing about it is, what people think about the women's golf, she's very good friends with Tiger, and she's played a lot with him. It's not the distance that gets them. It's not the distance off the tee that gets them. Michelle, we can absolutely she can hit it much further than, uh, you know, certainly more than Harold Varner the third. Oh, Harold It's around the greens. <laughs> like she, I remember watching the Annika Sorensen round. She was just leaking shots. They've no ability to spin the ball. They can't hit those little delicate spinning pitches, the women. They're just not as good. And that's what cost her in the end. And then she she was like 32 or three, she gave up golf. Yeah. Like she could have if she played on, she could have made a cut on the man's tour. No doubt about it. Why didn't she Michelle Wee give it up? She's not very good at golf. I think that was different. Well she won a major in Yeah, but she Alex Arson was the best female golfer by a mile. That's true. Yeah. A mile better than Michelle Wee. Um, what do you make of Niall Horan getting into golf in general? Do you think it is it good for the game? Is it? Why not? I think he he's probably just has enough money to throw around. He wants to kind of build the business. Um, final on the kind of news round. Uh, we know Harrington is captain next year. Next year in the Ryder Cup. Mm. Um, he made a decision to reduce his captain's picks from four to three, and wants to challenge the players to actually play in the European Tour events if they want to play on the on the uh, Ryder Cup team. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. I think he's probably trying to strengthen the European Tour, but the European Tour has a big issue that the, there's a good few months when there's, there's just not really a whole lot of tournaments. Like, whereas, is it not different this year, though, because the majors are front-loaded, so then stuff like the Wentworth and Valderrama and stuff like that is later in the year? Maybe yeah, it could be right there, but like, I just don't think the big lads are still going to play in America. Like, and the, only, the, the, only ne- like, the negative impact of that you could have like someone some nobody kind of just making it through some of the having a good run in the European tour events and getting in mm. um, I think the four picks was much better I think it's probably going to be our disadvantage when it comes to uh, next year we'll move on to the PGA where do you guys want to start there's a lot to lot to talk about well obviously that, that we picked the winner well you did pick the winner and I'll, I'll hold my hand two. thank you thank you I'll um, hold my hand up and say that I, I predicted Rory and that didn't happen um, he maybe start with Rory. Like, what what did you guys think? He he obviously was very poor the first first two days, but battled back and ended up tied eight. I think. Is there 
And he does he, that a lot, though. And he, yeah, he does. He, he, he gets himself out of contention, then he has a good weekend. And you probably look at his record and you see how the amount of top tens he has or top fives in big tournaments. And that's all because a lot of time it's because he doesn't do well the first time, makes the cut easily, and then obviously the pressure's off, shoots two very good rounds and gets up there. So um, it's a, I think it's a worry now because I was singing his praises earlier on in the podcast saying about what a great season he was having and he's just not performing now, in the, especially in the big tournaments. It feels like he's kind of getting lapped by the the, the, the likes of Brooks. Brooks. Johnson, um, I'd be worried now. Like I, I, I would have thought he was definitely going to win a major. And this, the, yeah, and the thing is, that's a worry because I do think if Rory can get on the back nine when he's chasing down the boys, two lads didn't cover themselves in glory. No, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But I think Rory, out of them, obviously Tiger's the best coming down. He he has the thing, but getting getting Tiger and Rory into that positions is the hard thing. Whereas the other lads are just relentless. They're just consistent. Bombing. Um, you don't seem convinced, John. Yeah, well, I, I, I wasn't as optimistic about Rory coming into the majors as you guys were, so I'm not as dis- or surprised at what's yeah, happened. Yeah. So, but I, I still think, like, I wouldn't be too worried, you know? he's Okay, he hasn't played well, but the problem with the majors now is if you get into a bit of a dip in form, you've no time to arrest us because they're just on top of each other. Yeah. So... But he hasn't won a major since 2014. That bigger picture is a worry. Yeah, the yeah. bigger the bigger picture is definitely a worry. But I think, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to win either the next two either. I think the first two are his big chances, actually. Um, I don't think he's going to win. I don't win. think Pebble is soon. Oh, it won't. It just won't. Yeah, I think so, no. Oh. Surely, sure. though, with the Port Rush, he's grew, grew up around there that he he could be a good pick there. That's I, I think when you're like at the top, very top level, though, that's like, obviously he grew up around. Right. Hmm. I think it's a little bit irrelevant because like you're just gonna have all the best players in the world. I know I've never played reporters, so I don't know a huge, huge amount about it. So I don't know. I'd love to see Rory be in, in and around the mix, but I think if he is, I think the pressure will get to him on the open. I think it'd be too much pressure for him. John, you didn't uh, you didn't slag off uh, Rory too much, but a few people you mentioned, uh, Speed being one of them. Uh, disappointed to see his resurrection yeah. do you think it was a resurrection or would you stand by the fact that you think he's a rubbish golfer uh, he certainly played a lot better uh, but I think I saw a stat on when we, when we say played better he was I think first on strokes gain putting he was like 10 shots on the field Important. strokes gain putting so like that's the th- that's what, that's all he has like, that is his big weapon in the bag uh, and if he gets back putting he can get back competitive is he doing anything else other than the putting pretty well? No, he doesn't do anything else to a, to a reasonable standard. That said, he could really have a chance around Pebble if he's going to put like yeah. that. <laughs> he was re- he's really going to have a much better chance around Pebble. If Pebble's not that long, long, is it? Absolutely not. It's going to be totally different than um, than Beth Page, and it brings in a whole new raft of players into it. I was looking at it just on your scorecard analysis. I think like Beth Page, just when you see it, it's like 7,400, 70 something hundred. Um, Pebble's like 6,800, 600 yards shorter. It's mm. way different. Yeah, yeah. Way, way different. So I think speed has got a much better chance. I think actually a lot of the bombers will have far less of a chance. He said himself though that he he still doesn't have control of the golf ball like he used to, like he did back in 2015 yeah. when he was winning everything. Is that not an issue around the US Open still, of course? But you see, you don't need to hit the driver, right? Yeah. He, can, he can dump out a three wood or a five wood or an iron he's still probably only have like 160 or 70 yards in. That's the that's the real difference about Pebble Beach. You don't need the driver. And so if you don't need a driver, it brings in a ton of people into play. 
So I think that's it's a it's much more about accuracy than power. When whereas bet pages is almost exactly the opposite. You just need to smash it as far as you can. So you guys would be more optimistic about him getting back into the major winners. I, I don't think I don't think he'll do well, it. Maybe not this year, but yeah, like, yeah I, I still think it's possible. They, they said in the commentary a lot, and you could see it as well that he's working a lot on his swing. You can see he's trying to quieten down. I think it was his left foot. Um, try and make it a little bit more consistent but like watching when you see the top rows and they're hitting shots and so when they hit a bad shot it's like going yeah it's not that bad but when he stands up and hits a bad shot it's terrible it's mm. like it's like a duff or a hook it's like what we do like, like a duff hook almost, <laughs> almost. Um, before we move on to the two the two main protagonists over the weekend uh, I wanted to mention another person that we've given a bit of abuse to on the pod uh, Shane Lowry he had a decent weekend Tied eighth. Yeah. Good finish. Yeah. What did you think? I thought, again, it was one of those things where he, he didn't play well and he just had a good round on Sunday to kind of jump him up. Um, I would have liked to see him. Like, there was no interest about him. Like, he was... I only found out... I was watching it all night Sunday and I was like, oh, Larry's top ten now. Yeah. So, and I know he's probably the best round on the Sunday, but I just think it's kind of... You need to get, you need to get there. You need to have a good round on Saturday back that up with a Sunday round to get the excitement going for for Lowry. But fair play to him. He's obviously taken on board some of the criticism we gave him. Obviously, yeah. He said himself, though, that um, he likes the tougher tests. He thinks that something like a, a major test is better for him than, than just a regular tour, tour event. What do you, what I don't do know. He hasn't done great at the Masters now. I don't think he's made a cut there. So, um, I, I don't know. Anyway. I just thought we'd mention them, considering our, our previous uh, commentary. Uh, where do you want to start with Sunday? Uh, Brooks, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting there watching. It. I, I just kind of felt that he was he was really gonna. He, he I don't know. He just didn't look as confident the rest of the days, and then obviously he just started going to the dogs. Um, and I really think that like it was handed to him. Like if he if if Johnson would have. Got a par on 17, 18 would have been a very difficult hole for him. And you can even see, just see him when he was playing the 18th. He just got out to driver and smashed it. And I was going to thinking, wow. Like if that, if you if you would have needed a par, that would have made it a lot different. Yeah, massively. I think one of the biggest shots that was actually hit over the weekend was Johnson bogeyed 18 on Saturday. And if he pars that... He's in the last group with Kepler. Yeah, yeah. And if, 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 if those two things happen together, first of all, we're a brilliant TV, but I think Kepler would totally have collapsed. Because let's face it, HV3 wasn't exactly piling on the pressure of <laughs> that 81. So that would have made a huge difference. Because um, I'd actually, I watched it a little bit the 10th until he got seven clear. And I just turned it off. It was, it was actually pretty boring, right? He mm. was just walking away with it. And I got a text then into our group about an hour later to say, do you think he'll hold on? And I thought, that's a joke. He's, he's now 10 clear. And I, when I turned it back on, I think he was on the 15th or 16th. And I didn't see the scores immediately, so I didn't know. But what I saw was his face. <laughs> and his face had changed dramatically in about an hour and a half. His, his eyes were wide open. He was just in a total state of shock. And I think just as I turned on, he it's the part three, he smashed it over the green. Okay, yeah, that can happen yeah. when you're a bit nervous. But the chip was horrific. The chip back was horrendous. Right? You don't get pros with that much green to work degreening mm. it. And even the commentator said, he's gone here. His touch is gone. Completely gone. His face was gone. And I think if, if 
Johnson pars in the last two. There's no way Kepka holds on with eight under. There's right. no way because he was gone. He was totally and completely gone. He was just like on eighteen. Like he should have had a nice little control shot. He just basically closed his eyes and swung as hard as he could because yeah. he was just in panic mode. Like he already hit a ball left all week, other than that one, mm. right? And then if he had to get up and down, if he had to get up and down on eighteen, not gonna happen. Remember the little pitch he had on? Was it sixteen or fifteen? Yeah. Same distance, eighty something yards, and he hit like for for a professional, like a total bottle job. Yeah. Totally collapsed. And the issue with he's just lucky. That he's the second biggest bottler in the group, or the second biggest bottler in the tournament, because Johnson let another major go. And I, I, yeah, I said right it before, in his like, hands. I, 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 I struggle to see what's wrong with him. Like he, he doesn't seem like he gives a shit. I think as McGinley said it, he's a, he's an empty head. Like he doesn't have between the ears. Like he's he just makes stupid decisions. No, like the pressure got to Johnson. I mean that tee shot he hit on the par three, seventeenth, was terrible. Shock. But then to compound that. He didn't get the pitch within 20 feet. Was He was in the bunker, wasn't he? No, he was oh, on the side of the green yeah. and he had a pretty straightforward pitch and he didn't even get it within 20 feet. I, th- I think he needs a new caddy as well. Like Him and his brother. Like, it's just... But there was there was a shot on Saturday where I think, or was it early on the Sunday, where he actually, his apparently hit the brother, his caddy called the club and he hit it 20 yards over the green and he turned around he was like kind of having a go with his, his brother. Like, um... There's obviously something there as well. Like, like McGinley referenced before, the two boys aren't the, the sharpest knives in the drawer. Like, the, and I think he, he needs, he used to have, I think he used to have Joe Lacava, Tiger's caddy. Mm. So Joe left Freddie for DJ, and then Tiger came and got him. Like, I, th- I think, I just think he needs to go out and get himself a better caddy. Like, yeah, like, but the, the, the example was made though, like, he's 20 tournament wins. And only one major. Mm. That Kepka has only like six wins, and four of them are majors. The ratios are completely different, and that I think speaks a lot to. There's something wrong with Johnson in the mate. Like, how many majors could he have won? Five at this oh, stage. A lot. Like when McDowell, he shot eighty-two in the Hebel. last round of McDowell. Yeah, when McDowell won yeah. Clark yeah. won the open in two thousand eleven. Yeah, he, he three putted for Jordan Spieth to win. Like he's had so that many. That was chances. really bad. That one. Yeah, but this one as well was horrific. The shots he hit in. That's why I think like Brooks, he was handed that as well. Yeah. Like, cause I, if that was Tiger or Rory, I don't think I think they would have at least put the pressure on. They would have known how to get the pars. What, what I thought was a good contrast is just for someone who turned on. I saw Brooks's face on fifteen or sixteen. The face on him, and if you compare that to a month before. Tiger's face on 15 or 16. You look at it and you go, Tiger's definitely going to win. You don't even need to know the score. This guy's going to win. You look at Kepka and you think, there's no amount of overpower he, he, he won't shoot. He's just going to completely collapse. And I think now that will like that will put doubt in his mind. Next time he's leading the major by three or four, that wobble will come into his mind. Like That he, stuff doesn't leave you. He was very vocal going in that he had a number in his mind. He wanted to get to 10. He wanted to. Yeah. There was only like maybe five or ten people in a major week that could beat him. Um, what impact do you think that collapse might? Well, it's not a collapse. I don't know if I can call it a collapse. It is a won. collapse. Yeah. It is a collapse. What but impact do you think it will have going forward? It opens the door, right? It'll open the door to other people. You know, people who are now four behind and with nine to play in a major will think, right, I'm still right in this. Whereas they always said with Tiger, people knew the minute he got ahead, you can forget about it, you can go home, right? And they they then didn't have a go at him. People will now think Kepka's vulnerable. If I can just get into three or get to two, mm. let's have a look. Will he wobble again? Mm. So 
it, it'll really encourage the chasing pack the next time he's ahead in the major. That will be in everyone's mind the next time he's leading. But he did. Like Shinnecock last year, he, he had, like Fleetwood put the pressure on him and he, he got over the line. Like he had to, I think he had to go par through the last five holes or something. So he's he's done. He's won his majors in different ways. Yeah. Which would suggest uh, would suggest to me that he's he's going to win. Well, they're both the, the, like the similarities there are they're both ridiculously hard courses, mm. and people aren't. He doesn't have to birdie his way in. I think as well another interesting one for Jan Kepke. I think he's he can only win all four of the majors he's actually won happen on very similar golf courses and he's applied very similar tactics which is close your eyes bash it with that massive fade as long as you can and then bash in some massively high irons right just to find the green but is he good enough to we'll find out on Pebble Beach shape in the low wedges is he good enough to play low shots for a British Open like it's no surprise that he's won those two majors on very similar golf courses playing exact I think he's only one game kept it. He just bombs it with that fade and then smashes in high irons. I don't think he's the ability to shape the ball like a lot of the other players. And I don't think his wedges his variety of wedges is that good. So I'm not surprised a lot of the courses he wins on are very similar. Yeah. It's mad though that he looked at sixty three on Thursday, sixty five on Friday. All the talk was that he was this guy was gonna be dominant for the you know for the next few years. He's going forward the last eight majors. Do you think that you really think that, that one day now has has left them open? I think it's like put a bit of doubt in his mind. But like if if you keep on playing on courses like Bethpage and Chambers Bay, like th- as he says himself, there's probably only about five or six lads who have the power in the games to challenge one that. But that's going to be he has a good week. They have a good week. They're now going to say, well, look, we can have a chance here. Like we can we can have a go. It's not, he's not going to run away with it like he did at Bethpage because he's got to come back to us. Yeah. Um, it, it, it opens the door. Nobody had ever lost a seven-shot lead in his major. He loses that tournament. His career is toast. Like, I don't think you come back from that. It's a massive loss if he'd failed that. But he, his career is like, it, it's an interesting one because it's not the normal... Oh, yeah, American. he's got a good path that he's run. Like, he, he came through, he, like, he he left college, he missed... Missed his card uh, on the Q school, went over to Europe, played in the Challenge Tour, won the Challenge Tour, played in the... Like, he's, he's, he's different to a, a speed who just came on, went from college, don't even know if he finished college, and just went on to the PGA Tour. So, yeah. like, you, you'd think that there's a, somewhat of a resilience there? I don't think that builds resilience. No? I think um, uh, building resilience is closing out the big-time tournaments. That's what kind of would really build it, that he can show he can do that. Yeah. I think he's left, he's put it, he's, let's say, you know, there was all the talk about uh, when Woods was closing out that tournament, you know, all the tricks they said he was pulling, you know, standing on the green, standing closer to Molinari, all that type of stuff. He'll, next time he's on the back line with Kepke, he'll have a go at that stuff as well, you know. He will now be looking to think, does this guy can be got at? To your point, though, earlier on, he, I love you have that, to, yeah, it's great. Woods in the, will now, he would now go for it. And I think I think the whole thing about when Woods won and everyone was happy and all that, I, I hope that stuff comes back and I hope Brooke, uh, Brooks and Rory and all these lads because you look back over the years like the 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 Faldo and Norman rivalry like they, oh, it needs a rivalry they hate each yeah, other it needs a rivalry the, you need and Phil and Tiger hate you know each other. Be I think it's a bit too you much know? kind of oh, oh hey dude high five you need a bit of. I hate that stuff. Yeah, we've well. we've had that conversation that before. Stuff, like the whole Ricky Fowler sits on every, stand on every eighteen green. Needs <sighs> Ricky. He's, that man is just going to make so much millions by just coming tent, like and advertising. I think that's a little bit. The, 
the, the, the problem with the top golfers at the moment like it needs a rivalry golf needs a rivalry who's the most likely rivalry I'll tell you what the most likely rivalry I think to kick it off is Woods out for a few beers Gemma Sims then we could have a great tour because <laughs> you know if Tiger gets a chance to close Gemma Sims for our listeners uh, Brooks's wife our okay. girlfriend we know if Tiger gets a chance to close he won't be stopped and a scandal on the tour would be brilliant, you know, because it is, it's gotten way too chummy. Yeah. They're all way too friendly with each other. Yeah, I th- yeah, I there was a rumour that Tiger broke up Jason Duffner's marriage. Yeah, yeah Duffner's not good. I think Tiger broke up a good few marriages. Yeah. He broke up his own marriage. Yeah. So, I'd lo- I think everyone would love to see a rivalry, because the fact that they're all so friendly and they all, all were so great that the other guys... Yeah, I, like, like, Brooks and Dustin... Dustin, like, they, I, I'd love to say, like, they don't have a few beers and got into a major fist fight, and then it was like. But that, there was that. There was the rumours, rumour were in the night of the. They're the almost, after they're the almost too stupid to have a proper rivalry, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it needs, it needs, it needs a good, uh, something needs to happen there to, to get a good rivalry in. Just on, uh, last thing on Brooks, like, obviously, we feel that there's a feeling now that his head or, like, his vulnerability is a weakness. Um, People were talking a lot about his game over the. Like the, it was so unbeatable. What do you see any weaknesses in this game? Yeah, I, I think I see quite a few weaknesses now. After that, I think he's. But his actual play, as opposed to his mentality, or is... yeah. Well, I think he 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 could be accused of being a little bit one dimensional because every drive is the same. He just smashes them and smashes them with that big fade, and then his irons are actually the same. He just smashes them again into the sky. He doesn't have. I don't think he has the range of shots, and this is where I think Pebble Beach will come in. I don't think he has the range of shots with his wedges. I don't think he has the control with his wedges and his short game that a lot of the other players do. Right? I don't think he can work the, the ball both ways. He can work it basically one way. Uh, Claude Harmon, his coach, said that is that like he came to him five years ago and he only drew the ball, and he he taught him how to fade. Yeah, he taught him how to fade it, and he said it's this easy. It can't be this easy to fade it, and that's all he does now. Yeah, it's just. Aim it down the left and just hit it. Yeah, just smash it. I didn't like his. I I thought when you see his putting stroke from behind, the bit of loop. Yeah, McGinley was saying there's a loop in it. Yeah, um, like surely that wouldn't hold it, under pressure. He doesn't square it. The putter, yeah. the ball looks to be toward the toe when he lines it up, and he gives it a little bit of a flick. He's a decent putter though. It works yeah. though. It works. Yeah. Um, if you were to put a bet now, who would win more majors during the end of the career, Brooks or Rory? Rory. Both the same age. Oh, no. Rory. Has to be Brooks. He's going to win a gold medal as well. Has to be Brooks. Do you no. think? Why? It's just that he's, on that, he's on that run now. I don't think it's that he's on that run. I just think that um, he's, he's stronger mentally than McElroy. Definitely. Um, even after Sunday? Yeah, even after Sunday. Uh, I think he's definitely stronger mentally than McElroy. And like, I don't know how surprised people would be if McElroy never won another major. You know, I don't think people would be that shocked if he never won the one. Where Kepka, I think he's because every year he's going to get a USPJ and a, a US Open, probably that look exactly the same. Yeah. that's what a lot of them now look like. Yeah, well, the PGAs, the courses have been picked for the next like twelve years or something. Yeah, like that, and they're all they're all similar. They're Trump or they're like they're similar basher courses. Like exactly. So I think it, it's kind of set up from there. So I think he will pick up a few. But I think he could be one of those golfers, a bit like Faldo, who like Faldo six majors, but he's won three. Masters and three opens. Yeah. He could be suited to a certain type. I don't think he's the type of guy to win a Grand Slam. I don't think he win a British Open for. for no, for I think that would be the one that eluded him. I think he 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 get the Masters. Yeah, he was second do. in the Masters. Yeah. yeah, second in the Masters and like. If I threw speak in there, he has 
three majors, I believe, a yeah. few years younger than the lads. Yeah. He probably is. He's probably got the the best chance of getting the career grand slam. Oh, really well, there's only one more left. So does yes, Rory. Yeah. So does But I'm saying that he is one of the three difficult ones. Like the PGA is always the. I wouldn't say the lesser one, but when it's you're, when you're trying to get a grand slam, the most difficult one is always the last one. <laughs> Rory's had so many. He's he's been there. He was in the final group yeah. against Reed, and he didn't finish it. I think that that's just. I have a feeling that's just kind of be a bridge too far from. Yeah. And um, there's never there's never as much hype about uh, speed going into the the PGA. That's because he was miles off. I think if he's coming in in form, that will be there. He said that himself. Yeah. He was totally under the radar. Like if he's coming in, like Macro's coming in, off wins probably the best player in on the PGA Tour before yeah. the Masters. So if speed is coming in in good form, the heat will be there. Last thing on on the PGA, did you have anything about the course? Did anything surprise you after your um, your preview last week? Uh, no, there's one there's one thing I want to note though. Um, I was looking at uh, Brooks's stats for the week, so he was third in driving distance. So obviously that he was bombing it. He was putting. He was about forty first, but he was first in greens and regulation, and. Um, he, got, he was averaging about, he was about 15, 14 or 15 greens for the four rounds. Now, I went out with the two lads on Sunday. I played the medal. Like two. Yeah, with uh, Neil and John. And I hit three greens in regulation around Lucas, right? <laughs> so the standard between the top-level golfers and amateurs is just phenomenal. And now, John, John hit four greens. And I, know, I think I only hit one or two. I was off yeah, so... I just I, I just look at the stats of the lads like I was thinking like we can't even hit the green room. We are going to go on and our last segment is about our weekend golf. I do have w- actually one more question about the course, um, the crowd. Oh, it's brilliant. Do you think it was brilliant or was it poor? I think I, I think that I think the crowd when we started getting on uh, Brooks, I thought that was yeah, I thought that was good. I kind of liked it because. Yeah, there wasn't. I didn't. I didn't hear too much of that fucking mashed potato shite and all. Are you? I heard when Mon Larry hit shot. I heard spaghetti in the hole. Like, <laughs> Did you? I, I, I didn't hear that. They're they're stupid. Like I, I liked the way that they were kind of like they were kind of getting on his back because he was uh he he was starting to bottle it. Like I think I had that bit was good. Now I didn't hear too much of the other stuff. The mashed potato or spaghetti in the hole. But uh, yeah, they're a bit a bit rowdy though. Ryder Cup there in 2024 potentially Mickelson as, as captain um, that would be a tough one it could be whoever gets picked for that captain for Europe you might as well just like just hand it back like, just say no I don't want to do it anyway um, you touched on it there Anthony we played well myself and John played twice we played uh, the weekend scramble on Saturday which for our listeners who don't know scramble is the, your team event of four people everyone hits a shot and then you choose the best one and you go on um, Saturday was good we were one shot out of a prize I think yeah we played well we do scramble well we said nine under gross um, nine, nine birdies nine pars uh, the medal next day individual singles strokes off the back tees that was the most demoralised I've been on a golf course in a long long time yeah it was it was amazing uh, obviously the putting is the strength of your game and you, you rolled in a lot of putts in the scramble the day before the greens were a little bit faster and uh, your rhythm went a little bit uh, under the the new format because we were yeah. we were thinking uh, I was thinking certainly looking at you on Saturday there's a score in you now tomorrow on the medal I have to say I thought there was a score in you um, 
but the, the, I was amazed the difference, just the total rhythm and tempo of your putting went. It was totally different. You used um, you used a term when you were. It was, it was kind of a, a veiled dig when you said like there was tension, like thinking back it was there like was you know, like every like on saturday i could i knew that if i hit a wedge i could go after it because there's two or three other people who were going to take that shot um or with the putts i didn't have to worry about the one coming back whereas yeah. on sunday you're you're worried about well like first of all let's say i didn't get over the road on the first <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. seven i had a lucky seven because i went in the water as well like that starting on that was just like your rhythm's gone you're you're not you're not You've let go two, three shots already. Um, yeah, it was it was tough. It is a different format, like when and like we're, we're, we probably build it up too much. We probably play too much in scrambles and four balls, like. No, we don't play enough of them. <laughs> like because then when we go out, like Derby today started okay. I had three holes after three holes, I was one over. I was thinking, hitting a hitting an right, and I had double, double, treble, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? I don't know. I just I, the on the par three, I got a plug lie, and then it wasn't great. The, the par five was just shocking. That fourth hole, because I've played with you and you've in foursomes, and you've you've been teeing off on that hole. Like you, there's something not right in my head about yeah. that hole because it's a hundred yards. It's the easy, like it's a sandwich. Now I know none of us hit the green on on Sunday, like. It's it's mental, it's, it's, and the the tee shot on the sixth as well is always mental with me as well. Like, cause I'm just thinking, but there's so much space out there. Like, I know. Well, thanks, thanks for saying the obvious. Yeah. There. But look, we're there's fucking that. so much space over that, that that fence down the first. Yeah. Oh, are we? Okay, fair enough. Um, but do you think there's anything that you could do to relieve? Uh, to relieve the tension? <laughs> but I know where you're gonna go with that one. Um, to avoid that issue. The the, um, the, end of it, the singles issue, like when you're playing on yeah, your own. Well, I, like I, I discussed it as we were out on the course together. Like I think you, you guys, like you, Anthony, lost, I don't know. Like even though you didn't play well, if I'd have taken your putts, you'd have got a decent round, right? You could have gotten a decent round on it. The, I just think we lost a lot of shots around the green. I have some issues on that. But I think for the two, if you want to score like that in the medal, You've got to be much more aggressive. Like the, you guys around the putting were very tentative and tense. That's right? tension, yeah. Yeah, because at, when the greens are at their fastest, thing about it is there's more break in them, right? And you guys miss so many putts by letting the break get into the putt. And I think what you really want to start doing is start hammering a few of the short ones. Really start taking on the inside and smack them in, because it's either going to be a good day or a bad day. <laughs> right? It's either going to be seventy or eighty. There's no 75 with that approach, but I think it would, it would certainly suit you, and Yeah, probably always, yeah. Just have a day like that and just think every putt is solid, and if three or four of them go six feet by, then okay, it wasn't meant to be, but the tentativeness in your putting, I think, really, really counts. Do you not think that's a huge me- mentality switch, like, to go from, like, because I, I don't ram the ball into the hole, but I consider myself a good putter. Yeah. Uh, obviously not on Sunday. But, like, if I if I start bashing it, it's, it's just not, it's not natural. The problem is... Those greens and a lot of the greens in, in clubs like that, when they get the speed of the greens up, right, the putts actually become way more difficult because there's so much more break in it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's just more break in it. If you start the, bashing them in, like we had lots of five footers, the two of us, right? 
every five footer you had had break in it. There was no break in any of my five footers. Mm. <laughs> so they're easier to make. I don't have to aim the ball outside the hole. Every putt's inside the hole and smashed. Mm. Um, you're then playing a harder course than me <laughs> by that logic. So yeah. I think you, yeah, you're, I think, can just put better than it. But certainly than Anthony, just eliminate the break on a lot of those short puts. And that's the key to getting a good score. Because you can't, if you want to put a score in those tournaments, you can't be three putting. John has had a say on our, our game. Do you want? Is there anything you'd like to say about his own game? Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't kick a man when he's down. To be honest, oh, why is he down though? Like I just just playing with him there on Sunday. Um, he's just not getting. He's he's not like he's not stepping up on the fifth or sixth tee or the or the tenth tee with any sort of a score. He's it's just he's just gone though. Like after a few holes, and it's like. Like you take an iron, sometimes you take irons off the tee and then you hit the worst iron shot I've ever seen. I'm like, just, I really think he should, he should get to the stage where, and this, this, I suppose this is true of us all, but like, your strength is your length, like, and you should just be stepping up with your driver and absolutely smashing it and then just getting down. Because around Luke, no matter where you hit it on most of the holes, most of the holes, you don't have some form, form of a wedge in. Get out the jigger. <laughs> or get out the jigger. Like, it's just, you're a really good, like, he's a really good putter, isn't he? He is a very good putter, yeah. He's a really, and he always puts well, but yet he always has the worst score. And they always say putting's the most important thing, but, like, there's obviously something there, like, um, and you're always taking out tree woods and tree irons and all this fannying about trying to get the ball and play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just... I haven't heard that term for a while. You just, you're, you're, you're never, like, you never have a score going. And... Probably the most enjoyment you get for golf these days is just winding me and Feeney and Kills and everyone up. It's just like, oh, you didn't hit that one, did you? Yeah, you're never going to have a score. You're going to think to yourself, I need something on the course. <laughs> I need something. So I think, go back to it, right? Johnny's action is just take the driver everywhere. I don't care where you hit it. Just absolutely smash it down there as far as you can. And then just flick a little wedge or a seven iron. I was going to say wedges the whole time, but for you, you probably just need to chip a seven iron down onto the green. Um, would you or even the putter would you take that advice I'd go with that on the next one yeah I just yeah I had gone on a run of one of the things about Luke and it's irritating is if you hit a driver pretty well and it just goes five yards offline you're in the trees if you drive it reasonably well if you drive it terribly you're 40 yards right and you've shot in but even (laughs) that's what that's what irritates me about what I would say though is if you hit it far enough if you go five yards offline like you can still just pitch it down. Listen, I'm happy to give it a slog. The next yeah. tournament's out. Next take, to take the tree one out. When are you playing next? Uh, are you going to play on the Sunday? In the singles? Well, I'm going to try, yeah. Yeah, all right. Take the chief everywhere. Okay, we'll leave it there, lads. Cheers. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget, if you have anything you want us to talk about, feel free to contact us on our social media channels, at Golf for both Instagram and Twitter, and you can find our Facebook page as well. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Can you take your name off your phone? I want to have my phone and maybe call me. Take your name off your phone. You've got to do this for me. Just to have a nice number.